Hey everybody, this is B on Doc Paul podcast, Stuff About Stuff. Thank you for joining us today. So I wanted to talk about the way we were. Not the movie. Well, not so much. But um <laughs> uh but the concept of lost love. Pretty sure everyone has been through this. Uh, it's kind of part of the human condition. You know, um, I heard somebody ask once, why does it hurt so bad? Because it was real. Um, And that seems to be true with things that hurt really bad is because they were real, you know. So lost love, uh, everybody, I think most people want to be in love, want to have a partner in life you know um i don't think we're meant to be solitary creatures and live under rocks if you will um kind of think we're quote unquote designed uh to uh to be with a partner with someone um so um you know these are typically romantic partnerships deep emotional connections with someone um and through your life you have these um i i can't speak to this now i just have to preface this anyone who knows me personally is like oh brad's talking about love and or about commitment ship or anything it's like oh what does he know well i I know probably more than anybody does because I've been through it so many times. You know, as a man, as a a male, um, for better or for worse, we are about the chase. We are not about the, um, the nest making or the nurturing. We are about the conquering, the chase, and then moving on to the next. Um, and that's one of those things you need to suppress or try to suppress. Um, some are better at it than others. Um, some go ahead and take that commitment and take those vows. And then they, uh, do other things on the side. Um, I've always tried really hard to take my commitments I always uh, take my commitments, uh, I was going to say valid or, you know, or seriously. Uh, but, you know, I um, I just found myself starting over and starting over and starting over. I think it's kind of why I'm a, a consultant now in my profession, because I do typically eight months at, at a job and then I move on to a next one and I consult. And, you know, I come in, I find problems, I point problems out, I give solutions, and then uh, I go on to the next one. Um, I always haven't been like that, you know. um, I've been married three times now. Uh, Not something I'm proud of, but just something that happened to me. Um, Looking back at it, I never thought that I would be a three-time loser. And that's kind of how I feel that I am a three-time loser. Um, Apparently, I'm a pretty good boyfriend, uh, but I'm a terrible husband. And uh, I try to get better, try to get better. Um, Different circumstances. um, I I just, I, I can't pull it off. I don't know why. Uh, and that's probably why I'll be a single guy for the rest of my life. And it's okay. You know, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Um, You know, lost love, uh, you know, that's represent, you know, emotional pain, longing that arises from the end of a loving relationship and unrequited affection from someone who is no longer available. Uh, you know, it's a, Profound and complex emotion that can affect individuals differently. Well, yeah. 
Um, people talk about uh, lost love. They often re refer to intense feelings of sadness, grief, and heartbreak that accompany, you know, a disillusionment of a significant romantic relationship. Um, yeah, sadness, definitely. Uh, there's always the just the sad part that it's it's ending and all those things that you talked about and you dreamed about are now over and um, you will not be doing those together anymore. And then grief, yeah, a lot of grief and then just heartbreak. Over the years, you know, I've uh, I've had a lot of heartbreak. Um, I'm pretty sure I broke hearts as well. Um, I thought I had done the right things under the circumstances and the um, places I was in my life and my understanding of where I was. And I know that I did not do things right. You know, 2020 is hindsight, as they say. Um, you know, um, loss can occur due to various reasons. You know, a, a simple breakup, a divorce, death of a partner. You know, circumstances that force two people apart, um, such as a long-distance relationship or external pressures, regardless of, of the cases, um, the end of a meaning, meaningful connection can leave individuals feeling devastated, empty, and longing for what once was. Um, you know, as a young man, I went through breakups, uh, girlfriends, breakups, um, you know, we were the best of the best. Uh, and then the next summer we weren't. <laughs> um, and then as I stated, divorce, yeah, I've had three divorces and each one of them left a hole in me. You could drive a Mack truck through. They've gotten smaller, but those holes are still there and will be there for the rest of my life. Death of a partner. I have not experienced that. Um, I, talk to I have a lot of friends that have passed now and uh, talk to their widows and grieve with their widows um, but I am not a widower um, in their traditional sense um, and then external um, you know I'd rather not speak of those external uh, pressures on my life uh, needless to say I was not able to battle the demon of um, of alcohol. It took someone from me um, who really wasn't uh, mine to begin with. Um, and uh, I pray for her every day. Um, so, um, you know, the concept of love is uh, deeply intertwined with the idea of attachment, you know, being um to become one you know you form a close emotional bond with somebody you become attached to them on multiple levels physically emotionally mentally um emotionally and mentally definitely um you know after a while you can finish each other's sentences uh, emotionally you know what the other person is going through just by body language or observing them now, some people are a little more closed off, uh, which I still to this day do not understand, uh, but it does happen. Um, you know, an attachment to this other person uh, creates a sense of security, belonging, fulfillment in our lives. Um, I get the security and the belonging, the fulfillment. I understand all those concepts. Uh, for me, a man, you know, security it's not as uh, big as belonging and fulfillment. You know, we are programmed, trained, born into as men, as males, to take care of the fairer sex, to uh, give them security, to make them feel like they belong. Um, and in doing so, we get fulfillment in our own lives. Um when that attachment is severed uh, abruptly or gradually, uh, it can result in 
a range of emotions, grief, sadness, anger, and loneliness. I've had all of those. Um, anger being one that I didn't see coming, and uh, it will break you. Um, and I've been very alone and felt alone, but um, I learned to turn to God and have him work in my life and speak to me and allow me to get quiet and be humble and allow the anger to pass. Uh, I was angry for many, many years. Um, so, um, excuse me, I talked a little bit and I got a frog in my throat. I need some water. Oh boy, that's cold. Okay. So I allowed that uh, to wash away from me. You, if you ignore these things, they're always there. So I was telling a friend of mine a couple of months ago that where I would never been angry. And I really didn't allow that in my life because I was scared of it because I uh, don't want to feel that way or be that guy um, and have that in my life 24 seven. Uh, but I kind of allowed that a little bit and then I, it was gone one day. It was just gone. Um, thank you, God. Uh, the experience of lost love can be challenging and it can be a trans <laughs> transformative process. Yeah. It will transform you. Uh, people may go through different stages of grief, uh, similar to the stages outlined uh, by, I think her name is uh, Dr. Ross, in her model of the grieving process, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Had all of those. Um, and uh, yeah, some of those last a lot longer than others, but you cannot get stuck on one of those because you'll never come out of it. Um, you know, because of something you did or something someone else did does not define you and it does not define them. Um, that is what I have come to believe and I understand. Um, these stages are not necessarily linear. Individuals may move back and forth between them. Tell me about it. Before reaching a state of acceptance and healing. Um... So it's important to, that lost love is, you know, it's a universal experience and almost everyone will encounter it. And at some point in their lives, uh, will have to deal with it. You know, pain and sadness may seem overwhelming at times, but it's important to allow oneself to grieve through these processes of, of emotions with time, support and self-care. You know, individuals can begin to heal and move forward opening themselves to a new possibilities for love and happiness. So that segues nicely into, you know, how to move on. You know, um, how do you navigate this journey of lost love? So you have to allow yourself to grieve. That's number one. You just can't jump to, hey, I'm over it, you know, next. Get back on that horse next. It doesn't work that way. Um... So you have to grieve. You have to allow yourself to grieve. It's important to acknowledge and accept your emotions. Uh, and, you know, both parties need to look at themselves in the mirror and go, you know, I could have done that better. I could have done this better. Why did that person do this? You know, um, and then you have to have the permission to feel pain, sadness, and anger that may arise. Um, sometimes things are your fault. You know, sometimes it's your fault. It's 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 me, not you. You know, that old uh, adage that people always say, but that is true. Uh, allow yourself to grieve, you know, um, grieve the loss and understand it's natural and it's part of the healing process. You know, it's very important to seek support. A lot of people don't do this. I didn't do this because I'm a guy and you know how we are. <laughs> um, but I, um, I was overwhelmed and, uh, I, um, uh, 
I, I went to a couple of people and I spoke to them and I didn't know even how to start. And, you know, I just had to ask them, Hey, I've never done this before. Um, what do we do? And so the very first question I always get asked is, why are you here? And that's usually enough to get my, you know, uh, my gears grinding, if you will. Um, but you have to find support. Now, you can find support from a network of friends and family. Uh, therapists can provide a listening ear and offer guidance. You know, friends and family are good. Um, I found myself in the position of I had told friends and families about situations and they were just tired of hearing it. So, and I don't blame them. You know, I was like, well, it's your fault. You should have done and agreed. Um, I'm accountable for everything that happened to me. Um, so, you know, um, a therapist, uh, it worked for me. I'm not saying it's for everybody and it's not, at least for me, it wasn't, I don't, continue to go i went for about three and a half years and then one day i just like you know i'm okay i, I think i'm okay i need to work these things out myself i need to come back from this because about three years in you know i i i'm pretty sure you know that that was the really really dark dark spot and then i was into the dawn and moving into the light slowly. Um, but they gave me a valuable perspective, you know, not because they have a degree or, but they don't know me. They are listening to me and they are judging me as just someone coming in to say, Hey, you know, I need some help with this. Um, what should I do? And uh, that that worked for me. Um, I didn't have anybody going, well, you know, I know you. Uh, I grew up with you or, hey, dude, whatever, you know. So um, seek support. I think therapy can help anybody, but don't lean on it. Don't live in that therapist's office. And then you're going to have to take care of yourself, right? You have to prioritize, you know, self-care. Focus on activities that nurture your well-being. For me, it was walking. I, I used to run. I just started walking. And I walked and I would talk to myself, actually rage against myself. And then I would get quiet. And before you knew it, you know, I'm seven or eight miles down, down the down the road and I got to turn around, and come back. Um, so that was good for my body. Good for my mind. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's exercise, um, eat nutritious meals. Don't eat crap. You know, when I was going through all this, I was going to McDonald's, Burger King, pizza hut, you know, uh, Taco Bell, mm, Taco Bell. But those things are bad for you. That is junk, literally junk food. So I started cooking my own food. I started looking at the labels. I tried to cut out as much of the unhealthy things as possible. Um, and then I, I had trouble sleeping early on. And uh, I, uh, I, um, when I was a young man, I think I've heard people say this is, you know, I would stay up literally all night. I was a night owl, as they say. And then I would go to bed, then be worn out the rest of the day. Um, I I didn't sleep well for, for a while, but then I, you know, when the anger um, and, the, and everything, I was talking about, about two and a half, three years into that, and I just, I, I had, you know, I just started sleeping. And then I started going to bed at the same time every night, you know, watch. I didn't binge things. Oh, I'm going to watch another episode of Monkeys in Space or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I, um, you know, I, then I would wake up eight hours later, um, six, eight hours later, and then go to work. Um, 
I continued working, uh, even though I did not want to be there. You know, I had hobbies and activities. You know, I wrote software. I built um, hardware. I worked on ideas, you know, and I like stuff like that. And, um, you know, it takes you out of, you know, who you are and what you're going through. If you take care of your physical and mental health, you know, all those things will contribute to your overall healing. You know, and, and quite frankly, and I, I know that I don't have to say this, but you have to reflect and learn. Take time to reflect on the relationship and lessons you've learned from it. Uh, what you did wrong and possibly what was done wrong to you and then how you reacted to that and why you reacted to that that way. Consider what went wrong, what might have contributed to the dynamics and how you can grow from the experience. Use this opportunity to gain insight and work on personal development. You know, I started journaling uh, early on. I did a video journal for a while and um, I went back and watched a couple of those uh, the other day. And damn, they're sad. You know, I recognize the guy on the screen and the voice and the words. I'm like, man, you were jacked up, bro. <laughs> so um, then I just I journal. I write now probably every other week, um, depending on how busy I am. Uh, I. If you go through my journal, you see it's every week and then it goes every other week and then every third week and then once a month and then I skip a couple of months and then I journal again. That's because I'm getting better and uh, feeling better and I don't have to I don't have to rage against myself anymore. Um, and I know I've used that rage against a couple of times now, uh, but that's what I felt like I needed to do. And, uh, you know, you need to get insight and work on personal development. Um, and then, obviously, cut off contact uh, with the person uh, that all this happened with um, and uh, your ex-partner. And uh, just do not contact them. Leave them alone and let them leave you alone. If they contact you, do not answer. Walk away. Do not answer. Um, there is no reason once y'all are done, your stuff is out of the house. Her stuff is out of the house. Then you need to move on. Do not let that fester. Um, you have to create, you know, that emotional distance and allow your focus to be on you and your healing, your healing without reopening wounds, your personal wounds and their thing is theirs. Your thing is yours. There is no we anymore. Let me say that again. Their thing is theirs. Your thing is yours. There is no we anymore. That is over. It's finished. Goodbye. And you have to say that a lot. And then one day it will be true um, for you. And you will be free. You know, um, self-compassion, practicing self-compassion is hard. I was talking about raging against myself. Um, be kind and patient with yourself throughout the process. Understand healing takes time. It's okay to have setbacks. And you will have setbacks. Um, treat yourself with some compassion and understanding you would offer to a close friend going through a similar situation. You know, remember everybody's healing journey is unique and there is no specific timeline for moving on, but you do have to move on. It's essential to honor your emotions and progress at your own pace. With time, self-care, and, you know, a supportive mindset, you can gradually heal and open yourself up to new experiences and love in the future if you so desire, right? So I was, um, I guess like everybody, you know, the weekend, you watch movies and stuff. And so I uh, saw something in my queue that came up. I haven't seen in a long time. So in 1973, uh, there's a movie called The Way We Were, <laughs> directed by, you know, Sidney Pollack. 
uh, Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford, two of two of my favorites. Uh, you know, and that movie explores complex relationships between two individuals with contrasting uh, backgrounds and then political views. So if you haven't seen it, it's set in the 30s, uh, continues in the 40s and the 50s. Katie, Barbara, and uh, Hubble, uh, Robert, um, Hubble, what a great name for, I was, I would, told somebody once, if I have a kid, I'm going to name him Hubble. And I was like, Hubble telescope? No, get away from me. Um, so, uh, you know, she's outspoken, politically active young women woman uh, from a working class background and Hubble, you know, obviously he's handsome and a charming writer who comes from a privileged background. So right there, we got, we got a situation. <laughs> um, despite their differences, they become deeply connected. They fall in love and the movie follows their life up and down, back and forth. I won't spoil it for you, but World War II is involved. Um, political upheaval is involved um you know uh the film delves into themes of nostalgia uh, nostalgia uh complexities of relationships impacts of social and political forces on p personal lives um and then everybody knows the uh, uh the theme song the way we were uh, very haunting very pretty um just want to throw that out i i i always loved that movie i know people it's a chick flick dude you're watching a chick flick no that's a pretty good movie um so you know how do you love again this is um this is a sticky wicket <laughs> um learning to love again after experience a loss uh or heartbreak um uh, or heartbreaking circumstances can be gradual and personal process obviously uh, there are several steps that may help you mend your heart and love once more. So give yourself some time to heal. This is important. Um, you know, there is that part of the human psyche uh, that wants to get back, reconnect. And that's why I'm saying let that other person go and that other person needs to let you go. Do not reconnect. I, I just don't understand the thing. Oh, I, I remarried my second wife. She's my second and third wife. No, that's not going to work for me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, you got to give yourself some time and be a part and get to know who you were. I know people that, you know, something happens and they're remarried with eight eight months maybe a year um i i good for them i'm not that guy um it takes me a long time to get over what i spent a long time trying to obtain and to build and you know i i get hurt you know i i i do get hurt and uh, I cannot see how you even would um, fall in love with someone and so quickly. I, I don't get it. Um, but like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, if it was real, why does it hurt so much? Because it was real. <laughs> That's why it hurts so much. Um, so you need to reflect on your past experiences. Take some time to, to reflect. Uh, your past relationships, identify any patterns or lessons learned. So patterns. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, you know, when you're falling for someone, you meet someone, you're not really thinking about patterns. You don't probably go home and like, hey, let me look at my playbook and see uh, where are we. Um, it kind of just happens. Um Understanding what worked and what didn't, and use those insights to inform your future approach to love. Again, I I think some people are better than I I I should have done that several times, obviously. Um, but I didn't. I was in love. 
and I wanted to be in love, and I wanted to live out my life with this person. Um, that's, you know, that's something just you just don't reflect on what I did last time. Um, so, um, and then ha- the self-care, obviously, prioritize, you know, self-care and focusing on nurturing your well-being. Make sure you're healthy and ready to bring someone else joy and love. Um, make sure your physical and mental well-being is good before you come into someone else's life. And that's the way I think about things is I'm bringing myself and I'm going to bring the best self I can. Um, uh, This is hard to say. I always thought that I did that. Sometimes you get broken during that time when you're with that person and you're not the best. You just get changed. And um, that's hard, you know, because you don't know that you've changed. Um, Sorry, that requires water. Thank you. Um, So... I think when you do that and the other person is doing that, um, you're going to be okay. And uh, you're going to try again. You know, you need to identify values and needs, you know, reflect on your values, desires, and what you need in a healthy, fulfilling relationship. Um, I've gone through those premarital classes before and then got married and found out that the other person was not telling the truth. Um, and, uh, now I'm in, you know, recovery mode. I'm trying to patch a wheel that's already starting to deflate as it's turning. Um, and that is, you can't win that battle. Um, but you need to make sure everybody's on the same page. Consider the, uh, the qualities and characteristics that are important to you and a partner, not just physical attributes, because men, we have to watch out for that because, you know, we shop with our eyes, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Um, and women really shop with their hearts and um, they can identify things in you. You didn't know that you had. And, um, that is definitely a gift that they have, and uh, I miss that. Um, so, um, take small steps. Start by engaging social activities, expanding your social circle. You know, so for me, um, I've had coffee with a couple of ladies. Um, been okay. Um, a lot of people my age, you know, they're widows and um one really nice lady i liked her a lot and i saw her we had coffee twice and um you know we uh, she just talked about her uh, her past husband and i paid past he was deceased um the entire time and uh i didn't even know this fellow but i think uh, i think i know him pretty well he would have been a buddy so, um, you know, we uh, had another meeting. We went to a uh, ice cream, I used to call them ice cream socials. And she started that again. And I just had to say, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable talking about uh, Robert. Um, I made that name up. I just, his name wasn't Robert. So I'm not giving anything away. Um, you know, so it was our third, you know, social outing meeting someplace it wasn't a date and uh you know because i wanted to ask her to dinner and maybe we could start seeing each other go to movies and go to dinner and see each other you know and uh, she goes i'll never stop talking about robert i said okay so although the gentleman had been gone for four years she wasn't over him and 
that's cool with me. She must have loved him a lot. And um, so she had some more time. And um, we were talking on the phone one day, and I told her exactly that, that you love Robert a lot, and I just think you need some more time. When that time comes, give me a buzz. Shoot me a text message, and we'll go have coffee. And uh, that's where we left it. Um, the other couple of times I went out, uh, there was just no love connection, as they used to say. There was no spark or anything. Um, and, and that's cool. You know, everybody everybody's on their own schedule. But it was good to be out. You know, and I go out and I hang with people. Most of them are strangers. Sometimes I'll know one or two people uh, at the crowd. But it's okay, you know, just to be out and about. I mean, believe it or not, the grocery store, I've had some interesting uh, uh, talks about eggs and asparagus. Uh, not at the same time. At the grocery store. So um, as odd as that sounds. Um, but that will give you social confidence, open yourself up to new connections. Uh, so you're, you know, you're walking before you run. Um, and then you have to, um, be open to vulnerability. You know, love involves being vulnerable and that's the hardest thing after a breakup, uh, cause you were vulnerable once and you got hurt. And you got to you put that wall up and you don't allow anyone to even peer over that wall. Uh, understand that there are risks and also opportunities for intense joy and fulfillment with another person. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and gradually build trust with a new partner. That takes balls, if you don't mind me saying because when something happens, you don't want anyone in your bubble, behind your wall. Sometimes you can peer over it. Sometimes you'll come out behind it. But all it takes is somebody saying the wrong thing, or, and you get that vibe, oh, here we go again, and you're on the other side of the wall defending your castle. So you have got to open up yourself to these vulnerabilities and I've been doing that and you know I was like oh okay well I remember that okay cool or I remember that that was awesome um, I will just say straight out I miss I'm not gonna say my wife but I miss being in a relationship um, you know I, I don't want to say my wife because I don't want anybody to listen to this and think anything because I don't miss that situation. I miss the person, but I don't miss the situation. Um, so, but I miss being uh, someone's something. <laughs> um, I think the young people call it boo. I miss being somebody's boo. I think, do people still say that? I'm looking around like there's somebody in my office, but yeah, I'm just looking across the street because there's a younger lady across the street and she was telling me about the tea and the tea is drama. So, you know, we, there's no tea in this house. I'm like, okay. Um, she says, you would say drama, I would say tea. So, so I was just looking to see if she was uh, over there because I was going to ask her later, uh, boo, if uh, people still say that. Anyway, I went off on a tangent there, sorry. Um, and you need to take it slow, right? Take your time getting to know potential partner. You know, that's why I like the coffee thing. I drive there. She drives there. She pays for her coffee. I pay for my coffee. We talk, we laugh. That's that. And I don't even say after the first one, see you next time. Or now if one time. Uh, a lady said, hey, I'll see you next Wednesday. It's like, okay, this could be a Wednesday thing. Now, I work, so it will be around 5-ish, 5.30 when I get here. Oh, that's perfect. So, okay. Um, just to see, you know, you're going slow. Let things unfold naturally and gradually um, without, you know, excessive pressure on yourself or rushing the process. Building a new connection takes time. 
It's important to establish a solid emotional bond. Um, everybody's journey is unique, obviously. Um, specific timeline for falling in love again is um, anybody's guess. Trust your instincts, listen to your heart with patience, self-awareness, and an open mind. You can find the courage to love again and experience the beauty of a new relationship. Well, B, that's awesome. So, I pose this question. What if you choose not to love again? What if after all of this, right, um, you just say to yourself, you know, I've had it. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Um, so choosing not to love again is a valid decision that some individuals make for various reasons. Personal choices based on past experiences, <clears throat> a desire to focus on other aspects of life, or a need for personal growth and self-discovery. So for me personally, if I have another partner, great. If I don't, great. Because I put a lot of things to, to the side, uh, personal growth and discovery. And one of those discoveries things was traveling. I stopped. I had some plans to do some things, and I didn't do those things. Um, and I'm not saying this is anybody's fault. Everything, I'll just say this again, that has happened to me or or I may reference, I acknowledge is on me. It's about me, um, not the other person. But that's what happens when you get involved with someone. Um, and some of that self-discovery is traveling. And I have several plans uh, coming up into this year, uh, next year. And I want to do while I can still do them and enjoy them. Um, and then understand your reasons why you're not going to love again. You know, you know, I'm angry. That's my reasons. But you need to reflect and clarify your motivations. Be clear about what you're thinking. <clears throat> Excuse me, water. Oh, Lord. That's getting cold. Clarify your motivations and ensure this decision aligns with your values and goals. It's essential to be honest with yourself and make a choice that feels right for you. So that's why I was saying a minute ago, if I have a if I have another person in my life, great. If I don't, great. Uh, because that aligns with with my goals for myself. Um, typically these things come out of nowhere anyway. So if it does great, if it doesn't great, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to die an old bitter man, not going to happen. Um, including my mother, my sister, I've had six women love me four romantically and two. Well, one was my mother, one was my sister, so uh, family-wise. So I have been very lucky, and I have nothing to be bitter about. So, And then you can cultivate other forms of love. Even if you choose not to pursue romantic love, remember love comes in various forms. You know, other aspects of your life, friendships, family, self-love, passions that bring you joy. Nurturing these, these connections can provide fulfillment, the sense of love and belonging. Family and friendships is huge. And then you also want to love yourself. You know, you hear that a lot. Um, this person didn't love me or this person because they don't love their self. Um, a lot of people don't love themselves. A lot of people don't even like themselves. Uh, and they don't even try. Um, I don't think that's even taught. So 
let that sink in. Um, set boundaries. Communicate your decision clearly with others, especially if you've been open to love in the past. Setting boundaries will help manage expectations and prevent misunderstandings. That is very important. And that's why I said to Robert's um, widow, maybe you need to take some time and then when you feel like opening up, to another man, another relationship, let me know and see where I am. Who knows? You know, I may be engaged to an aardvark. I didn't say that to her, but I was just making fun of myself. Um, and, you know, it's essential to express your decision kindly and assertively while respecting the feelings of others. Embrace solo pursuits. Well, I'm all about solo pursuits. Uh, everything I do is solo. Everything I have done is solo. For the past six and a half years, everything, I've had zero help. Um, and I, I kind of take pride in that. But I've always been that way. Um, even when I was married and I was committed to another person, um, I was kind of doing things myself. We did things together. And that's not to say that we did not have goals and we did things together. But um, solo pursuits for someone like me is easy. Um, you know, you want to invest in self-discovery. Pursue hobbies, develop new skills, embark on solo adventures. That's what I'm talking about. Rediscovering self and finding fulfillment in your own journey can be incredibly rewarding. Amen, brother. And then you want to seek support, you know, in, uh, you know, choosing not to love again. Talk to trusted friends, you know, family, or possibly go back to your therapist and go, hey, you know, I'm going to try this, and this is why, just to see what they say. Who knows? Maybe the bookworm knows something you don't know. <laughs> and I use bookworm as a term of affection. Sorry, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but I am a smartass, so just uh, putting that out there. Um, you know, stay open to change. While you have made the decision not to pursue romantic love at this time, it's essential to remain open to the possibilities that your feelings and desires might evolve in the future. Well, yes, yeah, what I was just saying, these things come out of nowhere. Um, and then, bada bing, bada boom, you're dating someone, right? Or you're living with someone, or um, you're somebody's boo again. Or someone says to you, I love you. So you don't know, but stay open to change. Recognize that people and circumstances can change. It's okay to reassess your choices as you continue to grow and evolve. So, <laughs> that was a heavy topic today, everybody. So I hope you all have a very good week and month and year and life. And remember, accelerate with confidence.
it's too painful to remember 